this will sound uh, fucking breaking news anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, we just finished an episode, humans, and uh, I'll just splice this in at the beginning. Um, <laughs> Alex and I just finished, and then breaking news from New Japan Pro Wrestling Global, Kazuchika Okada to leave New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, what the fuck? Yeah, um, his contract expires on January 31st. Yep. Um, so he's not going to make it to the Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, uh, man, it's crazy. Like, what is Okada up to? So it says in this press release, we apologise to fans of the abrupt nature of this announcement. Uh, yeah, we just did a two-hour show, and now you break news? Yeah. But we joined them. <laughs> we joined them in wishing Okada the very best for his uh, future. I've got a timer here because Alex has uh, just stepped out of the office to talk to me again. Yeah. <laughs> um, initial impressions of what the fuck, but uh, Okada here has an a statement as well that I can read to you. I have nothing but gratitude for having been a part of New Japan Pro Wrestling since 2017 and for NJPW bringing me from a 19-year-old kid off a plane in Mexico to the rainmaker I am today. Thank you to the best companies in New Japan Pro Wrestling and to the best of the opponents that I've been able to face here and to the best of the fans that have cheered me and booed me over the years. I promise to make it rain in every match I have left, so keep watching. End of statement. <coughs> what is going on? Uh, so New Japan also say here, as the beginning, uh, New Beginning series begins this weekend, Okada will appear on uh, February dates on February 11 in Osaka and February 23rd and 24th in Sapporo. Changes will be made forthcoming to the cards with announcements to follow. Maybe this is a bad translation, but I think it means that Okada won't appear at those dates. Or he's either going to just make good on the um, announced appearances because it's a Japanese promotion and sometimes they do that. Hmm. But uh, end of February, at the very latest, he's gone. I'm so lost for words on this. Uh, no opponent for Sting come revolution. Holy fuck. Imagine. You've just given me the idea. Yes, go ahead. I wonder if you've th you're thinking this too. What if Okada's career goes full circle? Yeah. I'm not saying he goes back to TNA. I'm saying he defeats the guy that he used to be the young boy for in TNA for the AEW world title. Well, it looks like Will Ospreay shit out of luck if that happens. <laughs> well, at this point, fucking, if he goes to AEW, AEW's just gonna be New Japan from New Japan's best time like a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah, will we? They got Kenny, they got Jericho, they got, they're gonna have Lost Brave. Yeah. They got Shibata. Yeah, that's true, they got Shibata again. They got Jay White. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of lost for words. This just broke. We just finished. I went to uh, get a drink and Alex texts me, what the fuck? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. As we, uh, we sort of wrap things up here rather quickly, uh, dropping this, yeah, breaking news, Okada to leave New Japan. Insane. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I mean, just, wow. Uh, well, I guess I'm heading over to Cage Mate for a moment. To see if I can see any of these, um, <coughs> new beginning events before he leaves. Uh, January. Where the heck are we? Nagoya. Uh, so who's a card he got this weekend? Uh, he's in an eight-man tag with uh, Tomohiro Ishii, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Togi Makabe taking on TMDK, Vegeta, Mikey Nichols, Shane Hayes, and Zack Sabre Jr. That's going to yeah. be... So that's tomorrow? Tomorrow night is the first big New Japan show since this news broke. Outrageous. Um, and, and in lesser free agent news... Lucha Vlog reports that Black Taurus has signed with All Elite Wrestling. Yeah, and there's going to be a, a dispute around his name because uh, the Black Taurus name allegedly is owned by AAA and AAA is in partnership with TNA, not AEW. Yeah, so we can see him have a different name and that's fine. Oh, wait, no. AAA does work with AEW because the AAA Mega Championship's been defended there a bunch of times. Yeah, but they haven't worked with them recently. Also true. Um, yeah, so... But Black Taurus isn't the kind of guy that's, like, that big of a name that it's going to hurt if you change his name. Yeah. You just name him Black Bull, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. Taurus Black. That has a bit of a ring to it, as some Genesis class. But, just call him Taurus. Yeah, that too. Um, any anything else you want to add uh, about Okada as we're coming to a close of your uh, extended time limit here? Yeah, um, just mind blowing. I can't believe that's happening. But also, there was nothing left for him to do there. He'd done everything. He had literally done everything. Yeah. Um, where do you think he ends up, AEW? Or does he oh. go to... Uh, does he follow the former Chaos Leader over to WWE? Fuck, that'd be awesome. Imagine we're getting fucking Nakamura and Okada and Magnia. <laughs> I was thinking more as a tag team. Oh. You'd do both. One could lead to the other. Yeah. Uh, Man, I, I, I would love to see him in WWE more than I would love to see him in AEW. But it's because AEW's stacked. Yeah. What if he shocks things and goes to another Japanese promotion? Oh. If he what went if, to, like, Noah. What if he decided, like, ah... Oh, I'm going to make Noah huge again. I'm going to make fucking All Japan huge again. 
I'm gonna fucking blow everyone's mind to make DDT a big fucking deal. Fuck. It's not out of the realm of possibilities, but... What if... Yeah. What if he fucking goes, fuck it, I'm going to TNA. (laughs) That'll make for an interesting first day at the office. (laughs) I hate TNA. I love Impact. Because he recently did some TNA stuff. Yeah, he did. He's done a taping for their Snake Eyes event, which was after Hard to Kill. Yeah, so he's done some stuff there. What if that went really well? What if if he had a really good time there? Yeah, well, you think Scott Moore has done a brilliant job in turning this company around from like five name changes in one year to what third biggest promotion in North America yeah and second most interesting yeah also true mm. but uh yeah anything else you want to add with Alex because uh, we're approaching our 10 minute time limit um nah it's just one of those things that like I'm not prepared to be podcasting right now but it's one of those things that we just had to fucking talk about while it's fresh. Yep. Had Absolutely. To... Oh, boy. Um, so, yeah. Breaking news again. Okada's contract will expire uh, with New Japan Pro Wrestling after the conclusion of the 31st of January 2024. Insane. Major League Wrestling. <laughs> NWA <laughs> oh, fucking Okada and NWA oh Okada versus EC3 dream match fuck yeah yeah alright humans uh, enjoy the rest of the show now G'day wrestling fans, Chris Funder here for a new year with Ferudius Alex. What's a good word, humans? How you going, Alex? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Good. Uh, it's it's been a while, and uh, last been. time we were talking together was before Ring of Honor Final Battle, and then I did a, a solo edition talking Final Battle and my mostly disdain and disgust at that card. And uh, did you happen to go back and watch? I did uh, watch parts of it. I, uh, I picked and chose what any, to watch. Anything major you want to let the humans in on, on your thoughts on that? Uh, it's all sort of like, at this point now, it's all sort of fucking forgotten memories now. But, um, yeah, it, it was a pretty unspectacular card. <laughs> yeah, and then the... Uh, the news following the pay-per-view and the press conference at next week's Ring of Honor tapings. Tony Khan announces 
the introduction of the AEW Women's Champion uh, Women's Television Championship. It's like Tony Khan, why the fuck are you not doing this during the pay per view? Mm. Uh, also, I don't know if you watched the Von Erichs uh, pre-match show that was on the YouTube broadcast for free during Zero Hour or the buy-in, whichever they call it now. Um, but Riccaboni and Caprice directing the audience to tune out of the pay-per-view and go watch Rampage. Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if anyone's gone back and listened to the, uh, the last solo edition of the rap, I did splice that in mainly because it was from YouTube and I think if I had said it without splicing it in, a lot of people wouldn't have believed me. Yeah. Not only did they tell people to go watch Rampage because um, because the Von Erics are on it, they ran down the entire card for Rampage, and then it's all, like, all of a sudden, oh, by the way, we've got a qualifier coming up for Survival of the Fittest. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll talk more Ring of Honor stuff when we get to the Wazzies, but if I just touch on that briefly, uh, if you had any thoughts. Uh, should we talk AEW's World's End? Yeah, let's do that. Coming to you from... Uh, the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum in New York. Uh, first of all, thoughts on the crowd? Uh, a fairly lively bunch, but it was... Uh, I, I don't know. This whole pay-per-view, like, from the get-go, felt like a fucking B-show to me. <laughs> oh, damn it, just. Um, yeah. So... We're a bit pressed for time here, so uh, it has been a bit hard trying to find time uh, to squeeze in a wrap. So we're going to just uh, sort of run through the cards, give a quick thoughts. We're going to touch on some New Japan stuff, maybe some other major news, and uh, sign off. So as I get ready to bring up the uh, the screen share for Alexa. So matches here, so opening the show with uh, all the power he has of the booking committee of Ring of Honor, Stokely Hathaway made a match involving two AEW women on an AEW pay-per-view. How does this make sense? I will say, I thought Willow was a Ring of Honor woman, but (laughs) most of the stuff she has done has been Ring of Honor based. That's true, too. So it is uh, Willow Nightingale versus Chris Statlander in a singles match here. I thought... Overall, a fairly good women's match going 13 minutes, but um, sort of your yeah, run-of-the-mill TV pre-show match, isn't it? Yeah, bloody oath. Uh, following that, we had Kill Switch in a 20-man battle royale for a future TNT Championship opportunity match. Um, last eliminating Trent Beretta. This was uh, Alex's taste of the New Japan Rambo. Yeah, bloody oath. And a veritable who's that of the AEW roster. So we saw Serpentico, Dolphin Castle, Johnny TV, Lee Johnson, Angelo Parker, Alex Reynolds, John Silver, Kip Sabian, Brian Keefe, who appeared at um, Final Battle, Matt Menard, Christopher Daniels, Rossi Romero, Darius Munn, Axon Andretti, The Blade, The Butcher, Lance Archer, Lance Archer Dan Housen, and Trent Beretta. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nothing happening match. Uh, third on the card, Hook versus Willa Yuta for the FTW Championship. Yuta being the pure champ going into this of Ring of Honor. 
it was a fine 10 minute main event pre-show match but was like yeah you could have got away with this on tv yeah for sure (laughs) for sure uh opening the show we have an eight-man tag team match of blackpool combat club members claudia casanoli and brian danielson teaming with mark briscoe and daniel garcia what the fuck is this tag team taking on (laughs) jay lethal brody king jay white and rush because this makes sense. <laughs> I mean, they did explain it as this was the all-stars match of the Continental, whatchamacallit. It was uh, Continental basi- Classic, yeah. Yeah, it was basically just everyone that didn't make the final in one match. Yeah. I mean, it, it was fine. It was sort of like... If you've watched a G1 of years gone by when it was the two pools, it was sort of like that on the final day where they just have a bunch of people tag. It was fine. It's like a a fine TV match, but it didn't feel pay-per-view worthy to me. No, no, not at all. Uh, Following that, we had Miro taking on Andrade El Idolo, who had the new manager in his corner, CJ Perry, and Miro wins by submission in 15 minutes. After CJ turns on Andrade in the most bl- glaringly obvious turn of all time. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, so at the moment, there really hasn't been much to sink your teeth into. There's been a, a couple of good, like, TV matches, one sort of all-star match that you're like, yeah, you know, this is this is a pretty good show opener, but... Nothing really I, I to thought, write home about. I thought Miro and Andrade was good, but yep. it wasn't outstanding by any means. Was it pay-per-view worthy? Because I think we're still yet to find a pay-per-view worthy match on this card. No, it was like a good TV match, but yeah. <laughs> we Following that, we have the AEW World Women's Championship up for grabs as Timeless Tony Storm will be defending having... Her butler, Luther, in her corner against Rio. Uh, this was a result that was either a lot of people seen as, yeah, this is just a good challenger for Tony to sort of solidify this is her actual run rather than being interim champ and then legitimate champ. So this is like her first actual run the company's fully behind her. Um, but a lot of people are like, if we go back to Rio, it's just status quo. I thought this was a really good women's match. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. Um, following that, we have Swerve Strickland taking on his former tag team partner in Keith Lee. Oh, wait, he's injured. So we are going to get Keith Lee's new tag team partner, of Dustin Rhodes, filling in. Yeah, fuck me. Oh, I've got some complaints about this. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, floor is yours, my man. Um, so this spends about fucking 10 minutes before the match actually starts of Swerve beating the shit out of Dustin. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, and then we get another 10 minutes of the actual fucking match. Honestly, because this was a last minute replacement, this should have just been a squash job. Yes, or beat the shit out of him before the match to... Make to it quickly like, pin him. Yes. So then bell to bell, it doesn't, like, it looks like a squash, but you've 
beating the shit out of him beforehand. Even having the Bible Embassy come out and beat the crap out of him before the belt. And, like, at this point, why are we protecting Dustin Rhodes? Because Cody? I mean, when is fucking... I would love to know when Dustin's contract's running up because he's going to the Hall of Fame and going back to the WWE at some point, surely. Didn't Cody say he doesn't want to go in the Hall of Fame until his brother's inducted? Could have swore that was an interview he gave recently. Yeah, yeah. Well, Cody doesn't have to worry about that for a little bit. <laughs> Cody's, up. Cody's not going into the Hall of Fame anytime soon. Uh, from Fightful, uh, it is noted that Dustin Rhodes' deal with AEW will expire in September 2024. Ah, oh, shit. So he's still got a bit of time. In nine months. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I can see him leaving after that. Going back to WWE 2025 for all Rumble. That yep. music hits, out comes Goldust. One last nostalgia pop for Goldust and then and then call it a day, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this match didn't need to happen. You could have just had... You could have just pulled this match entirely from the card. I get Swerve's a big draw for you guys. I get you want him to do something, but like even having squash, I don't know, Action Andretti or somebody else. Yeah. Well, at this point, I was like, okay, good. They're building up Swerve so he can be the guy that beats MJF. <laughs> oh, I was real wrong about that. Yeah. Uh, following that, I thought we were getting a tag team match on this card of uh, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega versus uh, Big Bill and Ricky Starks. Uh, but that fell apart as uh, Kenny Omega has diverticulitis and we wish him all the best. And then the week after that, Sammy Guevara returns and leaves Don Callis' family and rejoins with Chris Jericho for what feels like the eighth time in yep. AEW history. And I was thinking, okay, we're going to get yep. less less sex gods versus the champs in a tag team defense. No. <laughs> Let's get an eight-man tag of Sting, Darby Allen, Jericho and Guevara taking on Starks, Big Bill, and Don Callis family members to catch the Powerhouse Hobbs. Have we spoken since the Chris Jericho allegations came out? No, and that's a, another thing that we haven't spoken about because that came out the week of the pay-per-view yeah so yeah and they're doing things to hide the crowd reaction of Chris Jericho <laughs> like recently on Dynamite he did a run in and they just played his music the entire time so you couldn't hear the crowd reaction oh my god um, it's New Jack yeah exactly <laughs> um and most of his promos have been backstage pre-tapes. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, I mean, at this point, when you have to work around it so much, you might as well just not use him. Take him off TV for a while and do an investigation. Yep. They did that with everyone else. Um, exactly. Hmm. That is that is actually telling now. Um, but yeah, the team of Sting, Darby, Jericho, and Guevara getting the win there. 
Has anyone credible reported with any evidence or just allegations at the moment? It's still sort of he said, she said sort of stuff. Um, although if you like go through the history of, of Chris Jericho and you look deep enough in the internet, there's been rumours for years about this sort of stuff with him. Yeah. 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 Uh, following that, we have a women's match of Julia Hart defending her uh, TBS championship under house rules. So House of Black still continuing house rules in their championship matches. I liked that touch against Abaddon, who chooses that biting was legal. Nice. I thought this was a really good match, and it was sort of... Um, something different than the Tony Storm match on the card as well for the women in two yeah, championship sure. matches. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I thought this was a good match, a surprisingly good match, because I did not think Abaddon was pay-per-view ready yet. But, yeah, it was it was very good. Yeah. Uh, so which of the two women's championship matches did you prefer? I preferred this one. Um very high on Julia Hart at the moment. One of the best entrance themes going around at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Although, like, Tony Storm is a great women's champ. Um, I just, yeah, I'm just kind of done with Rio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. This was just something different. And I'm like, yeah. you know, Abaddon's, you know, the characters there. How are we going to go on a pay-per-view towards the, the top of the card? Yeah. And I felt I delivered. Uh, following that, we got the no disqualification match for the TNT Championship that sees Christian Cage, the champion, with the patriarchy, Mother Wayne, and her son, the prodigy Nick Wayne, ringside, uh, versus Adam Copeland, goes 25 minutes, and new TNT champion. <laughs> Adam Copeland, <laughs> did you pop huge for this, not knowing yeah. what was to come? Yeah, I did, actually. I thought, oh, shit, this will be good. Like, we Because we all know we are on the last legs of Adam Copeland. So I was like, this will be sweet. They can do the TNT Open Challenge, and we can get to see Adam Copeland in all these matches we never thought we could see him in. And... <laughs> It's gone. <laughs> As 11 <laughs> seconds later, Christian immediately invokes his title rematch. Uh, no, which, no, no. Which was um, earned by Kill Switch. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so he pins Adam Copeland and is once again the new TNT champion. Is this not the most Alex fucking WCW fugs booking ever? Yes. Like, it is so straight out of my fugs booking to the point where I was, like, taking note and I was like, actually, this is very me. I might have to do something like this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was 100% something you do. Oh, and Hockey Talk Man wins the WCW TNT title and Sting immediately... Uh, it wouldn't be Sting. And Sid re immediately reacts his... Rematch calls, big boot, powerbomb, <laughs> one, two, three, the master ruler of the TV universe. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I immediately, <laughs> immediately thought the same. Um, for these two matches combined as one whole segment, I really enjoyed, and this is yeah. when it started to feel like a pay-per-view, like 10 slash 11 matches into the card. Yeah, I mean, like... Without the extra shenanigans, too, I thought the match was fucking amazing. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Uh, but it's something I've seen a lot of mixed comments on. People love or people hate. There doesn't seem to be an in-between. The Continental Classic final to crown the American Triple Crown champion. So Eddie Kingston coming into this as the reigning and defending Ring of Honor world champion. New Japan Strong Openweight champion. And this will be for the uh, inaugural AW Continental Championship, which has also been called on TV the Continental Crown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it is Eddie Kingston, the defending Ring of Honor New Japan Strong Champ, taking on John Moxley for this third title, which neither man holds to become the first holder of that title and a Triple Crown Champion. Um, how we got here was a bit convoluted and confusing with the tournament final in one block going to a freeway, the other one going to a two-person playoff. Yeah, so a, a few episodes ago, you and I were talking about how Eddie Kingston couldn't be in the final. Uh, yeah, he the... needed to win his remaining matches and have results go his way, and this was before either of us knew there was going to be a playoff final yeah. to advance. Yeah, we both assumed it was just first versus first. Yeah. In the final, we didn't realise there'd be a playoff thing going on. So I just wanted to correct that. Um, yeah, and now no, now realising that there was a playoff, it made, made perfect sense for Eddie Kingston to be struggling that hard early in the tournament. Yeah, I thought they were going to do it where, you know, Eddie's sort of losing his matches and then somehow results go his way and he finished top of the blue uh, top of the block to go through to the final against whoever else was top of their block yeah uh, um so how we got here aside kingston and danielson really good match but this was a really good match i don't want to take away from the in-ring guys uh what do you think yeah i thought this was a really good match um I don't know. They, they haven't had too many matches, have they? Eddie and Mox. As singles? No, it's usually been in, like, multi-man, some version of Blackpool Combat Club versus, like, Kingston and Friends, Kingston and Proud and Powerful. Okay, and so, so that makes sense, because all I kept thinking was that I'm pretty sure they've never had a singles match before, so why does this feel like I've seen it a million times? <laughs> yeah, and also whatever's going on with Proud and Powerful, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what um, the fuck happened there? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Guys, there's something that's happened backstage there to the point where either guy doesn't want to work together but wants to have a match against mm. each other. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this match going 17-20. One of the longer ones on the night, but that um, Edge, oh, not Edge, Adam Copeland, Christian Cage match was the longest of the night. Um, and Eddie Kingston here, getting the win, becoming your American Triple Crown champion. 
how do you feel about Eddie being this champion? Um, I'm fine with it. I think it was a better option than most. Yeah, like in the moment, I thought it was really good, but like a couple of weeks removed, I'm just like, well, does this help elevate the strong and Ring of Honor world titles? Or does no, this... it doesn't. It fucking it muddies it. Yeah, and also this is what the fourth men's singles AW championship. So what's the difference between the world, the TNT, the international, and the continental? Yeah, exactly. Like, I get ones for TV defences, but it's mostly defended on pay-per-view and not battle of the belt, so... Mm. Yeah. I've got a bit more to say about that, but I'll save that for the Wazzies. Okay. <laughs> Your main <laughs> event, MJF, who lost the Ring of Honor tag titles on TV to the Devil's Masked Men. Oh, Any thoughts there, Alex? Um, to be honest, though, when we return to Fugs, we, I currently, if you recall, have a mystery masked man holding a world title briefcase. So I'm not going to judge them doing the mystery masked fucking tag champs. I think um, Tony Khan has been listening to... WCW fugs and getting inspiration from my erratic booking. But the thing is, TK, I'm doing outrageous, outlandish, over-the-top booking for entertainment purposes to have a bit of a laugh at. (laughs) (laughs) I I know this shit is pretty over-the-top and fucking stupid at times. You should know better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't have billions of dollars to throw around. I mean, Tattersalls might give me a ring later to say I won the Powerball 100 million jackpot, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, well, if they do, help a brother out, eh? Okay, okay. <laughs> How much do you need for that new truck? 100,000, 200,000. <laughs> but yes, we get... <laughs> Kingswood, top of the line. Dual cab, Okay. <laughs> We'll get one of those fancy ones that has the satellite dish on top so you can get KO when you're travelling around the country. Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) Okay, back on track here. Main event of the pay-per-view is MJF holding up his end of the deal after Samoa Joe helped defend the Ring of Honor tag titles once, so he gets his AEW World Championship match here. And Adam Cole's out ringside with MJF for part of this match, and... You know, it's it's a pretty good match. Uh, What are your thoughts on it, Alex? I thought this was a good match. Um, I actually, like, the entire time I'm like, you know what, they probably should put the belt on Joe here. This entire match I was like, you know what, (laughs) if Adam Cole fucking turns on MJF here, why does that need the title? Yeah, yeah. Why does... um. Where was it that Joe won the TNT and the AEW? Oh, not AEW. The TNT and the... the Ring of Honor. Christ, I'm forgetting now. NXT and TNA Championship. Oh, that was Lowell Mass. Yeah, the only thing that would have made this pay-per-view better if it was in Lowell Mass. Yeah, fuck. (laughs) Um, 
it, it is pretty fucking surreal. Like, what was it, 2021 that Samoa Joe was commentator for WrestleMania in a fucking poncho? Yeah, so there was a photo going around the week this happened, and it's like a side-by-side of Samoa Joe in the poncho at WrestleMania to, and Samoa Joe beats MJF and is your new AEW world champion. And underneath is Tony Storm gang of pie in the, show, in the face by Charlotte Flair to timeless Tony Storm is AEW world women's champ. Yeah. Um, they could even fucking do like, Oh, Christian Cage fucking getting punted out of the WWE by Randy Orton looking like a fucking idiot. Remember that in the Thunderdome? No, that wasn't I... even Thunderdome. That was PC era. Yep. I do now. <laughs> yeah. Or like, yeah. And then fast forward and now and Christian Cage is one of the fucking hottest heels in the industry. <laughs> I love how every other promotion other than WWE is like, no, Christian Cage here is the main eventer, not Edge. Yeah, fuck yeah. Mm. Well, I've always been fucking Chris- on the Christian ba- bandwagon. Like, even back in the day when they were together, like, Christian was always the most entertaining one. Yeah. Edge um, was just pretty. Um, <laughs> but, like... <laughs> Samoa Joe, like, this is just be- a career renaissance is probably the best way to describe it. Like, just doing his best work in the late- later stages of his career. Um, everything he does is so fucking believable. I think for a long time there, we took Samoa Joe for granted. Yeah. <laughs> And now he is getting his fucking roses, and I'm all for it. Oh, yeah. I, I really like that. Uh, so, how many beers for AEW World's End as a pay-per-view? Three. Like Two. Perf- perfectly <laughs> in the middle for me. Um, I, I fucking hated the reveal at the end. And it's not because it was a bad reveal. It's because it was so fucking predictable to the point where they should have just done this like at the last pay-per-view. They let it it go on for too long to the point where people started fucking speculating all these wild other ideas so that when the obvious, logical, predictable thing happened, it didn't feel that special. Yeah, yeah, oh, I've got I've got a lot of thoughts on this. Um, so we get to a beatdown afterwards, and the Devil's Masked Men are gonna beat up MJF and Adam Cole, and uh, Tony Khan forgets to pay the power bills, and then he tries a second time, and his credit card goes through approved, and the lights come back on, and uh, Cole's with the Masked Devil Men, and they attack MJF, and it's revealed that Cole's the leader, and it's uh, Roderick Strong and the kingdom of Matt Taven and mm-hmm. um, Mike Bennett, and they've got Hyde Muscle in Wardlow. Which is all well and good. It's just like, okay, this is exactly what everyone predicted from day dot, but you've let it drag out for so long that people started being like, oh, it's been dragging out for a while, so maybe it's not what we all thought it was. 
Yeah, so it got to a point, and I saw a lot of um, fan groups on this after I'd watched uh, live to tape, so to speak, watching on delay. Um, fan groups were either like, yeah, it makes sense, but it dragged out for too long, or yeah, it made sense and it dragged out for too long, and I don't care anymore. Yeah, and that was pretty much it for me. And um, you could have done MJF, you have to defend these Ring of Honor tag belts at Ring of Honor's biggest pay-per-view. Final battle yeah, against, right. against whoever. You could do the devil messages. We want the championship match at final battle for the Ring of Honor tag titles. Okay, you're on. He loses the tag titles at final battle, and then he's still got this pay-per-view AEW pay-per-view for his AEW title in two weeks' time. Interesting note here, though. Yeah. Is they've seemingly written off MJF for at least the time being. Yeah, I don't and know if he's injured or if it's just Cole's injured and they're resting him. Yeah, or... Well, there was talk about um, MJF had, like, an injured labrum. What's that? Uh... For the less oh, medical knowledge. Fuck me. Before I fucking make a fool out of myself, I'm going to qu- quickly hit up the Google machine. But I think... <laughs> actually, I'm not even going to say that yet. <laughs> I'm not even... Okay, yeah. I was going to say it was... I think it's part of the shoulder. So it is. It's um, it's cartilage found in the... The labrum is a type of cartilage that's found in the shoulder joint. So he's torn that. Oh, I've probably told mine because when I rotate my shoulder, it makes a grinding noise like a pencil sharpener. Is that good? <laughs> that sounds that sounds healthy, mate. Yeah, yeah, that sounds real healthy. Um, That's before I stopped yeah. playing footy, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked uh, at all. Um, like me, did, you walk around. You walk around Wodonga, and you can tell who the ex-footy players are. <laughs> <laughs> like. Like, yeah, you see, you see blokes with a certain sort of limp or a certain sort of, like, lean to their body, and it's like, oh, yeah, he used to play footy for someone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you... Did you watch Battle of the Belts from January 13th? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> fuck no. I had no idea that shit was on. <laughs> yeah, everyone forgets Battle of the Belts is still a thing. Like, it should take place after Rampage and, yeah, take... AEW's whole TV schedule needs a rework. Uh, basically, this is where the Sex Gods got their championship match. Big Bill and Ricky Starks defeated them in a street match going 18 minutes. Don't ask me how it was. I didn't watch. Yeah, no, fuck that. I'm not particularly interested in watching much Jericho stuff at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I've actually got to change some of my um, streamer sound alerts because my follower one is Jericho saying, you just made the list. And I'm like, well, fuck, I've got to find a new alert for that, don't I? Yeah, well, he just made his own <laughs> different sort of list, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Wrestle Kingdom time? <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom time. Okay, Wrestle Kingdom 18, live, not one, Tokyo Dome, Japan. Did you watch live? I did, actually. Wow. Yeah. What do you think of the English team of um old mate and other old mate yeah yeah it's listed here as kevin kelly but it wasn't no whoever the fuck um oh. not kevin kelly was but yeah 
I thought he did a pretty good job with Chris I th- Charlton. I thought he was good too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we start off with Alex's favourite match stipulation, the New Japan Rambo. Did you watch and did you enjoy? I missed Rambo. <laughs> but I, I heard on the grapevine that... So I've never actually spoken about this, but when I first started watching New Japan, there was one guy that I fucking loved. And I saw this great big fucking jacked up dude bald head and a fucking goatee with these stupid fucking silver things on his hand. And I was like, this guy's fucking awesome. And then like a few months after I started watching New Japan, he retired. And I heard that fucking Iska came back for this yes. Rambo. <laughs> yes. Iska came back. Don't know why. Then he starts fighting with one of the Japanese commentators. Don't know why, but loved it. <laughs> I fuck. I I don't know what it was. I think it's just me just loving tall, jacked up guys with weird yeah. looks. But yeah, the fucking iron fingers. Oh, I love it. Yeah, we didn't get any doki choki. We need Gambino on commentary for that. Mm. Yes, but Iska probably the most notable like former wrestler in this match. Uh, yeah. Your final four going on to Dash was Grodo Khan. Tomohiro Ishii, the Bone Soldier. Toriyano, because Toriyano's always in this goddamn King of Pro Wrestling division. And Yo. I fine. mean, yeah, fine. Okay, uh, we start off with the uh, pay per view proper with uh, Bullet Club War Dogs, Driller Maloney, and Clark Connors defending their new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. They got a new strap and unveiled it at the press conference the day before. Holy these, shit, these guys look like a million bucks, by the way. They <laughs> they look like fucking stars in their all-white everything. Uh, they look fucking cool. Yep. Taking on the uh, United Empire team of Catch 2-2, Pranisco, Hira, and apologies if I mispronounce this, the Aswa? Yeah, okay. Uh, so that's all they called him during this match, right? I yeah. um I I sort of saw a bit of the War Dogs entrance. I didn't see um Catch Tutu's entrance and I sort of started tuning in properly like as this match started. And the entire fucking time, I had no idea who the fuck that other dude was. <laughs> I, I was like, who the fuck is this creepy-looking fucker? Like, he looks cool as shit. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea who the fuck it was. Uh, so it's a reference to Filipino folklore. Yeah, so he knows more about it than me. <laughs> um, and I'm meant to be the, the half-Filipino here. But, um, I mean, it was fucking cool, but, like... Commentary did not do a good job of saying, hey, this is TJP in a mask. <laughs> like, I, I think it's supposed to be like uh, The Fiend and well, Bray White, how it's two different personas. Yeah, this is Demon TJP. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, TJP is... also played one of the greatest masked wrestlers in TNA history. Yeah, this is um, New, New Japan Manic. Yes, uh, but yeah, 
Catch 2-2 here, getting the win. We're going back to status quo for the junior tag title division. I mean, at least they got some flashy new white straps. And apparently they've already replaced them. Oh, that's good. So they had white straps <laughs> for one show. Cool. <laughs> apparently, yes. Uh, we go to... <laughs> <laughs> Alex is just popping me left, right and center today. We go to... Uh, the New Japan World Television Championship match, your year-long and first champ, Zack Sabre Jr., challenging the ace, the president, Hiroshi Tanahashi. The fucking talk of, like, Zack Sabre Jr. wants to win this match so he can be the Prime Minister of New Japan. (laughs) So good. So good. Yes, Chris not missing a beat to bring that up on commentary. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so good. Oh. I thought this was a really good match, and it did protect Tanahashi a lot in this match. It'll be interesting to see where this division goes uh, after this. What's the time limit on these? 15 or 10? Uh, 15 minutes. Yeah, so this is perfect for Tanahashi. At At this stage of his career, like, at most to be doing 15 minute matches, this is built for Tanahashi in 2024. This is perfect. Um, I, I feel like we say this every year around Wrestle Kingdom, but okay, so now this means that Zack Sabre Jr. is going to get into the main event scene. He's going to uh, win New Japan Cup, lose the championship match there, win yeah. G1, challenge at the Tokyo Dome. Calling it now. <laughs> uh, I, I do not see... <laughs> I do not see a Gaijin winning the G1 anytime soon. Who was the last one to do that? Kenny? Kenny. Oh, wow. Okay, then, yeah, it has been a while. Um, and before that, it was Brock. <laughs> that was it. No, it wasn't Brock. Fucking Brock was the was Gaijin. Was John fucking... Bernard? No, or no. Carl Anderson? No, no, Carl Anderson was a finalist. Before Kenny, I'd... I actually think Kenny might have been the first. Uh, hang on, I'll have a quick look. But no, I yeah. th- think Kenny was like, uh, I think AJ was the first like world ch- Gaijin world champ since Brock. Yeah, might have been. Yeah, yeah that's uh, what I'm thinking about when I said Brock. But so we have Kenny in 26. Wow, 2016. That's how long ago it was. 2013 was when Naito first won the G1, and instead of headlining Tokyo Dome, Nakamura and Tanahashi headlined. Yeah, no other foreigners other than Kenny. Yeah, so Kenny was the first Gaijin. Yeah, and then you have to go all the way back to when it was the IWGP League. So when you have to go all the way back to 1985 when Andre the Giant won the <laughs> IWGP League, and then before that, 1983 when Hulk Hogan won it. Wow. Well, that is a long time ago. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, all joking aside, if I haven't pulled the trigger on Zach by now, I don't think they're ever going to. Yeah, and the thing is, I do not want him to sign with AEW. No. <laughs> because got... there's just 
Like, what are that? They, they they haven't even done shit with Brian in a long time. <laughs> no, they like they're not, they're not using stars. Like, what have they done with Jay White since MJF? Uh, they lost just won a bunch the, in a global tag league thing. He just won the fucking ROH six man belts. Yeah, on what show? Fucking dynamite. Yeah. What's the three initials in that title? Yeah. AEW stands for (laughs) Ring of Honor, apparently. Yeah, Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk more about that on the Wazzies, don't you worry. I've got two loaded barrels coming right at Ring of Honor this year. Yeah, with a (laughs) sawn-off shoddy, too. Yeah. Fucking boom, boom. Um, Okay. Where were we? Oh, yeah, Zach and Tanahashi. Tanahashi wins the TV title. Hopefully uh, big things to come there. We get this Young Lions sort of exhibition special singles match of Yuya Yuromura taking on Yoda Suji. Yep. I thought, you know, as far as sort of a popcorn break Young Lion next generation match, it was pretty good. Didn't feel Wrestle Kingdom worthy at all. No, I, I, I didn't mind it thought it was a good uh, showcase. I must have missed something with you, Yuromora. Yeah. Um, but um, also, I fucking missed something with another guy we're going to talk about in a bit. Because I, uh, I haven't watched New Japan in a while. So, yeah. Um, after, yeah, we'll talk about this next match. Oh, um, yes. So it is. House of Torture, Evil, and Ren Narita taking on Shooter Umino and Kato Katamura. My apologies there. Kiyomiya. Um, anyway, so this is where I'm like, fuck me, I am. I must have missed a lot here. <laughs> because, like, the last time I saw Ren Narita, I was like, okay, this guy's going to be the next Shibata. Just the straight-laced fucking black trunks, black boots, fucking... Ass kicker. Yeah, and under now, the wing of uh, Suzuki this time last year at uh, New Year's Dash. Yeah, what the fuck happened with that? Uh, evil happened and House of Torture and Dick to Go. What happened to Suzuki in New Japan? Suzuki, oh, geez, that's yeah, a whole nother case. But I think the guy's basically just doing indies and hardly in New Japan. Yeah. From um, what I can gather, anyway, outside of any official reports. So I hadn't watched New Japan in a while. Then I come back and fucking Ren Narita's fucking in the fucking bullshit Dick to Go Club. <laughs> Pretty like much. What, like, what the fuck's going on here? And now all the commentators are just like making little penis jokes about Dick to Go. <laughs> I mean, didn't. Uh, didn't WWF do that in the 90s with Kaintai anyway? Yeah, they did. Mr. Yamaguchi-san? Oh, oh, geez. Yeah, now I'm actually hearing that back. That does not sound good out of context. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't cancel me, humans. Um, yeah, this this was a fine match. You know, you've got that guy there from Noah. I thought, oh, okay, we're going to, you know, use the Noah star to help elevate Shooter. No, House of Torture win. <laughs> I will say this was the most tolerable I've found evil in a while. It didn't and... have a lot of outside interference. No, uh, it did 
but like it wasn't as egregious as it normally is. This was a fucking highlight of Ren Narita. This was to get Ren Narita over this match. Oh yeah. And, and I thought it did a fantastic job in that. I but also agree. I, I just feel like this gimmick's so weird for him. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh from there, Tamatonga takes on Shingo Takage for the never openweight title, Shingo defending champ here. It it was a fine match, going mm. twelve fifty six, and then the the same week, Tum is like, yeah, you know, I might wind down in New Japan. I'm I'm getting a bit homesick. So then they shoot this vignette online after Tama wins his belt of Evil breaking into the New Japan office and demanding somebody in the office make Evil the never open weight champion online. Did that happen? Yes. <laughs> so is Evil the champ now? I think the next match at uh, New Beginning is uh, is Tama and Evil at New Beginning. Right. Okay. That's how this started, this feud started. He broke into the office and demanded he be listed as never open weight champ. Okay. <laughs> I will. I will just say one thing about Evil. As Westerners, as Gaijin or whatever, like we all hate this whole thing. But it is over as shit with the crowd in Japan. Oh, it gets heat, man. I'd, it gets heat. And from what I've seen doing my research, like, it's not just, like, go away heat. It's hate heat. Which is good. Which is good heat. Yeah. Which is uh, shocking to me. But, <laughs> I mean, if it works over there, why are you going to stop doing it? Yeah, yeah, that's true too. That's your main audience. That's where your main money's coming from. That's what you yeah. got to play to. It'd be like WWE booking all their shows for the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia. Yeah, exactly. Uh, from there, match number seven on the card, Gorillas of Destiny, Al Fantasma and Hikalelu, the strong champs, take you on Bushimon, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi, the IWGP champs, in a winner-take-all tag match for both the IWGP and strong openweight tag team titles. And what happened before the match here? Uh, refresh my memory. We saw the New Japan debut sitting in the crowd of the Hollywood hunk Ryan Nemeth. I know. I popped huge for that. <laughs> I can't believe he's in Japan. Yeah. Uh, also, his brother was there. Oh, yeah, Nick. I wonder yeah. what Nicky's been up to lately. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen him since the Spirit Squad. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, is it after this match where an incident no. takes place? No. So oh. um, they sit down front row for this match. So it makes you think that they're going to fucking do something for the tag titles. But he doesn't do anything until... Um, uh, the global championship match. Ah, yes, yes. So uh, this match, I felt, was uh, pretty good. It's sort of the weaker of the Gorillas of Destiny tag team that they have on offer. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice, and Alex is like, no, don't sugarcoat this. Shit, uh, yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking... Like, ALP is good. I'll give him that. Hikuleo 
is there's something there. Still fucking green around the gills, but there's something there. At some point, they got to figure out, like, okay, you've been in the company for however many years now, and you're still kind of green. What's going on? Um, like, they have to eventually just be like, all right, you're just not getting any better. Fuck off. Yeah. But at this point in time, you can cut him a bit of leeway. Um, but calling this the Gorillas of Destiny is just... Oh, it's it's fucking weird, dude. <laughs> it's back so the face weird. paint. It's so weird. Like calling this like ALP the fucking gorillas of destiny. <laughs> like, nah, man. <laughs> nah. It, it's I don't know, like what's another fucking comparison it would be like X fucking China calling them the new age outlaws from DX. Yeah, yeah, or it'd be like fucking, uh, say fucking Billy Gunn and fucking Anthony Bowens, because Max Caster gets injured, they're calling themselves the fucking smoking guns. Like, fuck. Like, no, <laughs> no. Anthony Bowens is no Bart Gunn. ALP um, is no Tumatonga. Yeah. ALP is no Tunga Loa. Oh, I miss Tunga Loa. Yeah. Um, I mean, but but this was still a good match. I'm just done with Bushimon. Yeah, yeah, you know, because it's it's Wrestle Kingdom time. He needs to uh, come up to uh, get his yearly big spot at Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, Goto. Yeah, fucking oath. <laughs> but yes. Oh, fucking Bushimon. <laughs> Gorillas are two-time tag champs, IWGP and Strong Now uh, yeah. combined. Not unified, just hold both titles because that's what all New Japan titles love doing, apparently. Yeah. Uh, following that is uh, Al Desperado taking on Hiromu Takahashi, Hiromu the defending IWGP junior heavyweight champ. Uh, if you've seen one of their matches before, this was pretty much like all their matches. Really good junior heavyweight match. Your thoughts, Alex? Yeah, like it was a really good junior heavyweight match. But I feel like I see this match every fucking year. Yeah, yeah, that, that, and, that's what I mean. If you've seen it before, you've got a pretty good idea of how this match went. And like, I remember a couple of years ago where Despy being in the junior heavyweight title scene was kind of fresh. Now it feels fucking played out. It does. So, like, yes. This is why I'm such a big proponent of not having weight divisions. Because it just limits your booking. Like, like... By the time Hiromu's done with his career, he's never going to have, like, that big, big main event match against, like, a big, big name just because he's always been classified as a junior. Yeah. And it's just going to be a wasted fucking career. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Look at Kushida. He left New Japan to get out of the junior division spent his entire time in NXT doing random tags, then went and on for Impact. And champion in NXT. 
Anyway. Oh, yeah, I forgot the cruiserweight title was a thing, despite the fact it sits behind me in my office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, terrible, terrible title. Um, yeah, Despy, Hiromu, good match, but if you've seen one, you've seen them all. Okay. Uh, following that, next was the freeway match for the inaugural IWGP Global Heavyweight Championship, basically the IWGP Intercontinental Championship version 2.0. So we get David Finley, which song sounds like Death Switch Blade, which I love. <laughs> we have, um, well, yeah. So, so can I just talk about, like, I've always hated um, certain title names. Like, Intercontinental is basically the world, right? <laughs> so what is the <laughs> difference? But a friend of the show, Warwick Thompson, would always say, no, Intercontinental only covers the continents. The world title covers the seas. <laughs> so that so semantics, I, my dear friend. Yeah, exactly. Technically correct. That's the best kind of correct. But here's my issue: A global and world. There is no fucking difference. No. Literally no fucking difference. No difference. Not in the slightest. So, like, at this point, it's just like, okay, come up with a better fucking name for your title. Jesus Christ. Also, it doesn't look good. <laughs> I don't think it's a good-looking belt. <laughs> what do you mean? It's like slapdash hey, we've got to have this done by tomorrow. Can you design a title that looks like the old IC title but isn't? It it looks good, but it looks small. Yes. And because it looks small, it just feels less desirable. I will say the one good thing about it is Australian New Zealand are on there. Yeah. Well, it <laughs> fucking should be. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, so, yes, we have David Finley. We have John Moxley coming out in whatever mask attire he was wearing. Of all people to be doing fucking cosplay at a big show, John Moxley doing it, that shocked me. What was it supposed to be? Um, I believe they said it was, like, the Red Hood or some shit. Never heard of it. Um yeah, the Red Hood. He's a comic book character on from DC. Okay, I'll take his word for it. Uh, versus... like, but, like, Moxley doing comic book cosplay? <laughs> that just doesn't fit at all. Doesn't fit back Blackpool Combat Club, does it? <laughs> no, it makes... It's, yeah, it's real fucking weird. Anyway. Uh, versus Will Ospreay, the former... IWGP United Kingdom slash United States champion. I thought this was a really good freeway match, and we get David Finley as your champion coming out of this. I mean, it was a really good match. Um, the outcome was always going to be David Finley. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. You got one guy who's not in the company and another guy who's leaving the company to join the other guy at that other company. 
Yeah. So yeah. obviously the one guy that's actually in New Japan is going to win this. But three ways are pretty rare in New Japan. So that's cool. Yeah, I was thinking, oh, maybe Osprey will retain and drop it at like New Beginning or Battle in the Valley. Yeah, but we're getting a Finley title run, which is fine, I guess. I don't know. Um, but but who's his first opponent looking to be? Nikki. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Something about saying Nikki just made all the dogs fucking head tilt at me. <laughs> Very <laughs> high pitched. <laughs> they, they all just popped up and just like turned their head at me like their cane about to choke slam Pete Rose. Like they did that look. Is Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, he is. Okay, good, good. Um, but yeah, I, I think this will be interesting. I don't know what the hell New Japan Strong want to get out of this, but a Dolph Ziggler, Nikki, Namath run in New Japan could be interesting. Um, the reason I haven't mentioned the women's titles this year is because they had a stardom show the day before and the afternoon before Wrestle Kingdom this year where they were defended. I'm going to do like a brief solo rap chatting that and um, a bit of TNA to catch that up. Yep. Uh, co-main event, Kazuchika Okada versus Brian Danielson in a singles match going 23 minutes. I didn't feel this went too long. How about yourself? I thought this was a really fucking good match. This was so much better than their other match they had. Uh, what was that? Forbidden Door? Yeah. And that was a really good match too. So yeah, I loved this match so much. It is front runner for match of the year already. The only, out of the, gate. the only criticism I have is, Tony Khan, you couldn't have shouted New Japan the rights for Europe for one night. Instead, we've got... I'm going to be okay. It's my wife's favourite song now. Du, 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 du. It, it makes no sense for Daniel Bryan and be coming out to such poppy-sounding bullshit. Oh, Bryan Danielson. Fuck me. I dead-named him. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Well, that's who the song sort of suits, doesn't it? It doesn't suit, uh, suit this you're going to get your head fucking kicked in Blackpool Combat Club member. Yeah, and it's got fucking you're going to get your head Fuck it. you're gonna get your fucking head kicked in chance in it and then it goes like you're gonna I'm gonna be so good and I'm gonna try my best and I'm so happy and Brie Bella is my hero. Like fuck. Like it makes no sense. Thematically it's just skew if to say the least. Oh um, boy, yeah. But um what did we think of Okada's entrance? Hey, just give me a moment. I need to stand under this blue light to check if there's any blood on me. So fucking... <laughs> like, like everyone was, like, going off about how cool it was. I thought it was fucking stupid. <laughs> I thought if he's going to do that, he should have done that, like, backstage and, like, had a pre-tape footage of him doing that backstage to play on the Tron. So then when he comes out, he's already doing that rather than his music starts and then stops and then starts again. Yeah, it was so stupid. And as time went on, like, it's the the effects of the UV light kind of wore off, so it just went back to what it was anyway. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh boy. Needed more time in the uh, tanning salon. But yeah, Okada getting the win here. One and one apiece now, I believe. Yep. Do we get another match before Danielson retires? Yeah, I think so. I okay. think we will. I think we will. Wembley? Uh, who, who did Brian wrestle at Wembley? Let me pull that up. Um, that's a very good question that I do not have in front of me right now. I do now. not remember. Was that Zach? Did he have Zach at Wembley? I've got it open here. Give me one second. I don't think so. I think he might have been injured. He was injured for Wembley, wasn't he? Uh, here we go. I'm just having a quick look now. No, it was um, Stadium Stampede and he was injured. So he would have been in Stadium Stampede, but he was injured. So it was Santana and Ortiz, Yuda, Claudia and Mox taking on Kingston, Penta, Best Friends and Orange Cassidy. Fuck, we're getting Zach and Brian at Wembley. Wembley. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and we're getting Joe and Osprey for the title. Joe's going to hold the title till Wembley. Calling it now. That main events then. Yep. Okay. Osprey winning the AW World Title in Wembley. But speaking of another World Title headlining, main event of Wrestle Kingdom IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Sonata versus Tatsuya Naito. If you'd ask. And I remember going on record and saying, this feels like five years too late. The crowd, however, as you mentioned with Evil, they're right into Nido. <laughs> they don't care. It's yeah. like five years too late. <laughs> no, no, that's the thing about the Japanese crowd and what like us Westerners feel about everything. It's completely different. Um, like, oh, my God, Benji just stood on the laptop. Fuck off, Benji. <laughs> um, <laughs> No! Off! Oh, my God. Um, this is staying in the show. Yeah, no, that can stay. <clears throat> fucking hell, Benji. I decided uh, to fucking sit the laptop on the couch and lay down, and he's just like, fucking, I feel like typing. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, me, let me take the minutes of this meeting. Thank you, sir. Um, uh, no, but... Um, this whole Sonata thing, I still don't understand if he's heel or face. <laughs> they're just five guys. That's all you need to understand. He's not a. They're not. Uh, they're not just a good guy. They're not just a bad guy. They're just five guys. Yep. Yep. <laughs> don't ask me. I have no answer to either stance on Sonata, but I thought this was a really good main event. It felt pay-per-view worthy, even though my hesitations of Nido going into this match, and it delivered. Oh yeah, oh yeah, a hundred percent. This was a re- yeah, this was a really good Nido match that we haven't seen out of him in a long ass time. It feels like. Yeah, we've been stuck in suit Nido era for so long. Yeah. Uh yeah. Overall, really good Wrestle Kingdom. I'm gonna say. Or four beers. Yeah, I I will even surpass it and say five because I enjoyed it mainly top to bottom. Okay. Um, 
I will say I did have a few technical issues with New Japan World sort of lagging, dropping out, and me having to reload the feed of points. I had issues watching it. Did you watch it live? Or? Yeah. Yeah, live. Um, at one point, uh, there was no English commentary live. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that, and I thought it was just me, and I've closed out and reopened English and gone, Okay, I guess they've just got technical errors at their booth, but yeah. Um, anything of note for you from Dash? Um, oh, I, I just got to... Do you have it pulled up so I can have yeah. a little... Yep. Um, so, so I only saw... Like the last two matches of Dash, I tuned in a bit late because it was like all of a sudden it was like, oh fuck, Dash is on, shit. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fair. So, There's nothing so, really of note in the opener. Just Tanahashi has a TV title match, and his first opponent of all people's Ryusuke Taguchi, and that's fine. Like that's an easy defense straight out of the gate. Fucking get it done. Now. Uh, 2024 King of Pro Wrestling holder at the moment is Taiji Ishimori. That's fine. That is not the junior heavyweight title. It's something different. Yeah. And at and, least it's a fucking belt now. <laughs> <laughs> and our main event eight-man tag that saw Tam DK, Zack Sabre, uh, Vegeta, Shane Hayes, and Mikey Nichols taking on Chaos members Tomohiro Ishii and Kazuchika Okada along with Blackpool Combat Club members John Moxley and Brian Danielson. Hell of a main event. Yeah. I think that said something about uh, being hopeful for TMDK for the future. Yeah, and we get TMDK winning. <laughs> exactly. Um, who got the pin here, do you recall? Uh, I think it might have been Zach. Yeah. Zach probably on Ishii, if I'm being yeah. honest. Yeah, um, it was just cool to see, you know, Shane and Mikey in the fucking main event of a New Japan show against some fucking superstars, against Okada and Moxley and Ishii and fucking Danielson, like, so cool. Um, yeah, so that gives me hope about the future for Zack Sabre Jr. and TMDK. Yeah, did you happen to catch any of Battle in the Belly? Uh, no, no, I did, I did hear about parts of it. I did hear about the big fucking debut, I guess. The clip that's going around everywhere of, uh, who was it celebrating in the ring? Uh, Shota Umino after his match against Team Filthy. So it's Jacob Fadu, Fred Rosser and Shota Umino to open the show on the main part, defeating Team Filthy, Tom Lawler. Uh, Nelson and Isaacs yeah. and you know Shota's going around high five in the crowd someone jumps the guardrail commentators are going it's Bushi it's Bushi because they won't he's wearing a Bushi mask takes off the mask jungle boy a Jacques Perry I'm just like what the <laughs> fuck is going on <laughs> he gets yeah. in the ring pulls out his AEW contract the camera zooms in he tears it up pulls out of his pocket an armband that reads scapegoat and puts it on his arm. What in the hell? 
I'm guessing he's done with AEW, or is this a work? Who knows? <laughs> Has Tony Khan sent him to New Japan as a work? That's what I feel like could be happening, but... Because I've he, seen... Go ahead. If he's somehow out of all of this, not only fired Sam Punk, but also fired Jack Perry, then he's just fucked himself over. <laughs> true, true. Like, pick a fucking side, mate. Because <laughs> now you... Like, your one fucking optimistic thing about the whole fucking brawl in, I guess, was that, okay, you could probably use it to make more of a star out of Jack Perry. But if you've just fucking fired him as well, well, then in that case, you should have just fucking kept Punk. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You should have kept at least one of them. Like, yeah. My thinking here is... Jack Perry's been sent to New Japan because I haven't seen any credible outlet report outright. AEW has released Jack Perry. But also, AEW have been fairly secretive in the past about releasing people. Yeah, yeah, that's also true too. I mean, look at free agent QT Marshall on the Indies this past month. Fuck, I can't wait for QT Marshall to win the Rumble. (laughs) oh yeah we'll get there Um, QT Marshall beats fucking Roman Reigns for the title at Wrestlemania Wrestlemania 41 the story finally finishes Cody versus QT I've seen someone put out a, a, a photo saying I would rather see this than Cody win the Rumble and defeat Roman and it's a photo of Nick Aldis holding the uh, undisputed championship. So, so I've been um, such a good boy and not biting on any of the bait you've been sharing <laughs> lately. <laughs> Don't worry, I've seen it all. I just haven't been biting, and I know, I know you've been throwing that shit out there, hoping for a little nibble. I'm not giving you that satisfaction. Did you see the one I put out this morning? It was an interview. Dustin said his brother needs to win the Rumble and finish the story. And I just replied with, "Uh, anytime I hear this now from Dustin, I'm just thinking of Big Boss Man. (laughs) My daddy, my daddy. (laughs) Oh, fuck off. (laughs) Where my daddy, my daddy. Uh, Pretty much. Um, Yeah, nothing really else to report from Bell in the Valley. You know, a few good matches. Hey, Julia gets featured on Bell in the Valley. But not Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, (sighs) That's uh, what we were missing on Wrestle Kingdom. The women. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. They had their own stardom event. I'll talk about that um, when I tack on the the solo rap quickly at the end. Uh, Of note, coming up for New Beginning in Nagoya this weekend. I'm just having a quick look through the card now. Hey, is it? Anything of note that I actually care about. Taiji Ishimori versus the Great Okan in a 10-minute Ishimori ring fit match. I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, They were voting. It was either going to be death match or ring fit, and it's like the Wii ring fit thing. So I'm guessing it's going to be like calisthenic exercises for 10 minutes and who's the most fit afterwards. What? (laughs) I assume that's what it means. Fuck off. 
And but also, Grado Carden winning that would be the greatest <laughs> upset of the fucking year. Um, <laughs> he is not fit. <laughs> he could beat the shit out of me, but he's not fit. Not as good no. as Ishimori. No, exactly. Um, and yeah, okay. Main event, like? I think everyone's looking forward to Tama versus Evil. I think a lot of people see that Tama's leaving and pretty much have drawn the conclusion this is where Evil wins. Yeah, so we're going to fucking end a fucking pay-per-view, a big show, with Evil winning a title in 2024. Yay! Yeah. Yay. Uh, Then I suppose Rumble's next week. We probably won't have time to squeeze in a wrap then because we'll be talking... The Wazzies, most likely. Uh, but we can do a little preview. I've got a little bit of time left. We can do a bit of a preview. So, announced for the Men's Rumble. Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, Shinsuke Nakamura, the uh, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, and Gumpha. Any uh, quick favourites you got there? I mean, it, it comes down to... Like two people, right? It's Cody and Punk's Rumble, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Um, um, <laughs> I don't know. I, you've got completely different opinions on the whole Cody thing as I do. I'm a little biased, but I think it's been a long ass time since we've had a back to back winner. And I wouldn't mind seeing that again. Austin? In the 90s, if I'm remembering. Yeah, it would be... Yeah, it's been since 97, 98. Wow, that is a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean... Yeah. Mo- like, I don't... I'm not really too fussed about Cody. I'm just mostly posting shit to... Shit to I know Alex you are. I, I know you fucking are. And I have not given you the bet the fucking pleasure of me biting back until we get it at least on the podcast. Um, I'm glad you brought it up because it has been under my skin. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'd rather see Cody win than Punk. Um, Storyline-wise, if it is going to be... If Cody is having Roman at Mania, who knows? Like, there's that ever-fucking-looming fucking Dwayne part of all of this so you never know but if Cody is fighting Roman at Mania for the title this has to be how Cody gets that shot because it doesn't make any fucking sense any other way the only other way is Cody wins the briefcase from Damien Priest and then uses the briefcase to challenge uh, Roman for Wrestlemania Yeah, yeah, and that's just not happening because I feel like Damien Priest is going to fucking give Seth Rollins a taste of his own medicine at WrestleMania. Okay, so then the only other way you could do this, Punk wins the Rumble, Punk and uh, Seth, and then you've got Elimination Chamber coming up. Cody wins the Chamber in Perth. Yeah, but that, that... Doesn't make sense because the WWE title is a SmackDown title, right? Cody's. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. 
So, like, if we're going to fucking be a little bit fucking kayfabe about this, the only way for it to make sense is for Cody to win the Rumble. Okay, here's a thought. Nick Aldis is general manager of SmackDown. Mm -hmm. He names the six people for Elimination Chamber. SmackDown before the Rumble, somebody gets injured. The dealer, once again, has the cards and calls in a favour for somebody for the Chamber. Mm. Yeah, they could do that, and I hate it. <laughs> um, they could do that, and I fucking hate it. Also, they need to call him the dealer more often. Bring back the dealer. Um, also, um, this rumble is going to be extremely interesting. Um, yeah, uh, I'm fucking... I'm really curious to see what sort of surprises we get. Yeah, I I, I want a rumble with Hall of Famers and Legends, like, once, please. Yeah. And not just in the women's. Like, I know you've been heavily featuring the women's rumble with Legends. Sprinkle some more in the men's again, please. Yes, please. Uh, Women's. Rumble so far, four people announced Bailey, Nia Jax, Becky Lynch, and Bianca Belair. Yeah. I'm thinking you can go Bailey and fully fracture damage control. Yeah. Or you go Becky and you have Becky and Rhea for Mania because yeah. Becky's come out and said she wants Rhea for Mania. Oh, man. Becky just doesn't do it for me for Rhea, though. <laughs> Oh. But who I, else on Raw do you have? Because Rhea's pretty much clean through the division. I think WrestleMania 40 is the time for Bianca to win the Rumble again. And then be like, I'm going to Raw. I want Rhea. Yeah, that is something fresh, and I do not hate that. Um, I'm just trying to see. Where the heck is the women for Raw? They could have made a fucking star out of Raquel, but they've fucked that over. I'll tell you someone who I don't want to see, Shayna Baszler. Fucking trash. They dropped <laughs> the ball on that so hard, and that has a lot to do with uh, Ronda and whatever the fuck that MMA match was. Dude, was absolutely outrageous. Um, Who's a baby face on Raw you could put up against Rhea for Mania? Like, Nikki Cross isn't enticing. Natalia isn't enticing. So I'm thinking this is the direction of the women's titles at Mania. Yeah. It's it's EO and Bailey. Yep. And it's fucking Bianca and Rhea, if not um, Rhea and Becky. Otherwise, Bianca's got fucking nothing at Mania. (laughs) Charlotte's injured. For nine months. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, well, at least she's got an unemployed husband to look after her at the moment. Uh, Andrade left AEW, by the way, folks. <laughs> I mean, there was Andrade leaving and there was QT Marshall. I know which one I cared about more. Yeah. Long live the factory. Long, Long live, live QTV. QTV. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, oh, man. <laughs> uh, 
imagine, imagine. Um, well, Sean Spears has also left AEW. Oh so, yeah, n- number ten at the Rumble. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people say that, but I don't know if his no compete will be up by then. Well, AEW notoriously doesn't have a no compete. <laughs> well, I mean, why don't they have a no compete specifically with WWE and not for anyone else then? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's that's probably a fair shout. Um, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting because um, I think, well, with the women, uh, I just couldn't give two shits about that division at the moment, and that is entirely on Triple H. Yeah. Um, they have become such an afterthought since he's taken over the booking. Oh, yeah. Yes, indeed. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but uh, Vince McMahon booked the women a lot better than this. It feels like like Rhea's the champ, granted, but like other than her match against um, Alpha Academy, oh Christ, why am I blanking on the name? Maxine Dupree. Like I can't remember a match she's had in the last six months for her title. Dupree. Um... <laughs> Fuck it. What a fucking, um, what a star they've made out of Maxine Dupree, by the way. Yeah, somebody who made that work, unlike LA Knight. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, the other two matches listed for the Rumble, and we'll wrap up here. Roman defending against Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and LA Knight. Yeah. And then, yeah, boy. Logan Paul takes on Kevin Owens for the US title in his first defense in like something like 90 days. So I'm saying, um, what if, hypothetically, hypothetically, what if Randy Orton ends fucking Roman's reign? Hypothetically. And then everyone is happy. Then we get fucking Cody finishing the story at Mania. We get Roman and Rock. Without a title, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Don't get me wrong. Randy Orton is not ending fucking Roman's reign. The he does not need it. But fuck me, that would be such a better option. <laughs> then yeah. you got you got a story there with Cody and Randy too. Yeah, that's true too. Um, um, who do you think's the fall guy though for Roman? Most importantly. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked because they've done it before with Roman. Is he going to stack him? Like Edge and, um, and Brian. Brian. <laughs> Is he going to smash him and stack him and pin him? Actually, no. If he was going to do that, he would have said that in a promo by now because that's how he rolls. Um. He usually fucking spoils his fucking endings endings in advance. Um, I think it's going to be AJ. uh, Yeah, if I was going to pick anyone, it'd be AJ. What the fuck is going on with AJ? Have you been watching SmackDown lately? He doesn't feel hot. He feels ice cold. it's It's not just that. He's, like, wrestling in fucking black jeans all the time. and Yeah, he's entering his, like, midlife crisis era. Yeah, he's fucking doing his um Lone Wolf. 
Yeah, the lone wolf phase of fucking TNA again. Uh, this is all going to lead, and we're going to go full circle. He's going to start feuding with the general manager, and they're going to have a Dixieland match of Mania. Oh, God. I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that for good reason, damn it. Yeah. Uh, um, Logan Paul and Kevin Owens. Uh, uh, Logan Paul's winning this. I think Logan Paul's holding that belt until Mania, and he's dropping it to LA Knight. Yeah, I don't hate that. What about Gumpher in the Rumble? Do you see him holding the IC title until Mania? Who the fuck is going to beat Gunther for that belt? Does Sheamus need that one? Well, if you believe reports, his contract's coming up soon. Um, And Sheamus has a bestie over the other side in Edge, in Adam Copeland. I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if we see Seamus at Wembley, but I said that about Drew last year, so I could be wrong. Um, Bronson? I'd love Bronson too. Fuck, that'd be good. He needs it, but Bronson's a heel. Ah, damn it. Um... They do not have a babyface ready for this shit. Um... The, the, only, the only ricochet. No, like it, isn't that who Gunther beat? I think it is actually. Yeah. No, really. Uh, Reigns. I feel like it was Ricochet, and it was on like a random episode of SmackDown. Uh, whoops, went too far. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you are right. SmackDown, mm. 2002. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. 2022, not 2002, humans. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. 100, jeez. Yeah, okay, well, then we can't go back to Ricochet. Uh, old Jay Uso, I guess. You know who, actually, that's not a bad shout. Because who else do you have who's a baby face outside of a tag team who's ready? You know who's fucking hot right now and is a baby face? And you're going to hate this. Or you're going to love it. God. He's hot as fuck right now. It's our truth. Yes. Get in. And you know what? Miz is also pretty over right now too as a baby face somehow but he just had that feud with Gunther so that makes no sense and he's um, had that title what nine times eight times eight times they, sh- they should have at some point they should have Miz break Jericho's record for current reasons obviously yeah but mm. also because Miz is a proven WWE lifer so re- reward him <laughs> Who else was a proven WWE lifer? Uh, Zack Ryder? Uh, Dolph Ziggler? Now, hypothetically... Yeah? What if the man that Gunther drops the belt to hasn't been called up yet? Also, Also possible. What if it's the man that broke Gunther's other streak oh if i know triple h he loves that shit 
So I'm just trying to think who broke Gunther's streak for the UK title. Dragonov. Yep. That's a fair shout. That'd be um, that'd be something like Raw after Mania worthy. Yeah. What if fucking Gunther has a fucking knockdown, fucking drag out, fucking warfare match at Mania, and do it night two. Do it night two. Gunther yep. defends his title, and then he comes out. He's a bit bent up, but he gets goaded into fucking defending the title. And then he drops the title. You build a fucking brand new star straight out of the gate with it. Um, AJ Lee style. Uh, yeah. uh, no, not AJ Lee style. Page style. Page Har. Page Har. Um, Whatever happened to Page Har? It just seems like she manages now. Oh, God. Um, anyway, next week. By the, <laughs> yeah, by the way, there are rumors about AJ Lee at the Rumble, but I don't believe it. Uh, I think her back injury was too much. Yeah, well, that she had some really bad injuries. So, yeah. Um, but the reason why the rumours have been speculating is because she put up a photo recently. She's got this shredded six-pack. And there was an interview from Punk a few years ago where he said, uh, she's happy not having to have a six-pack anymore because she feels like she, if she's... Wrestling, she needs to have a six-pack. But now she's not wrestling anymore, so she doesn't have to have the six-pack anymore. And now all of a sudden she's got a six-pack again, so people are thinking that she's going to return. <laughs> Do you think if everything hadn't gone down at Wembley, Punk's still in AEW, they have that big uh, unification match, Punk and MJF for the two AEW world titles, everything goes until where we are now in January as according to plan. What if? What if? Yeah, in in this alternate timeline, Soraya never dropped the belt. And And that's what I was going to say. Go on. And fucking AJ Lee debuts in AEW and beats Soraya for the title. First night in. Yep, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, you, yeah, I, I had a feeling that's where you were going. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> amazing. That would have uh, been great. But then I could say the AEW haters would have been like, oh, they're fucking referencing WWE again. <laughs> like, fuck off. They do that all the time. Uh, yeah. Last, last thing I want to touch on with you here. Sting's last match. Excited? Uh Sting's ending his career against the Young Bucks? Yeah, so here's what I was thinking. I was thinking, okay, it's probably going to be a tag match if Sting can't go against Darby himself. Mm. Why don't we have it against the tag champs? Why don't we have it, okay, if it's not going to be the AEW tag champs, why not the Ring of Honor tag champs along the way? Why not FTR as the final opponent? No, it's the Bucks. And this is how the Bucks return to AEW. Well, here's the thing. On Dynamite yesterday, Sting yeah. and Darby issued a challenge for the tag titles. So perhaps Sting gets a tag title run before the retirement match and drops the belts in his retirement match to the Bucks. 
I hate that even more. I don't like the idea of the Bucks being champs again, but I do like the idea of Sting getting a last title run. I feel like it should have already happened by now, to be honest. Fucking oath it should have already happened by now. Um, there. Where's the... Also... Yeah, go ahead. Go I, ahead. I, don't, I don't know if it's possible, but I would like Tony Khan to try to get the rights to a man called Sting for Sting's retirement. I don't know if it's possible because it was a WCW song. Man Who? called Sting. I know the song you mean. Who yeah. sung it? Was it like an in-house band? or was Yeah, it, like... it was an in-house band. Oh, I, okay. wonder, I wonder, though, if they could do a cover of it. If they could... If they could get away with it by just doing a cover of it. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be and, interesting to see if there is any WWE involvement for Sting's retirement. I highly doubt it, because I don't think there's been any WWE footage released to AEW for anything. No. Um, it was only the private photos that people had of backstage of Brody Lee in WWE when he passed away, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there wasn't WWE themselves. I'm just trying to look through this um, this list here of anyone who I could think would be a better opponent in a tag match for Sting. And, like, other than FTR and the obvious tag champs, no one really jumps out to me. What about you from within AEW? Um... Oh, man. For Sting? Yeah, that's oh. what I mean. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. You've got uh, Christian there. But honestly, he's already uh, done uh, stuff uh, with him. If he can't do a singles match, like, I would have just loved him to have just been like, oh, fuck it, revolution, it's Sting versus Joe. One last time. One last time. There's history there. Sting going out in the main event. Oh, fucking. Uh, that's got a main event revolution. Yeah, I mean, Sting's retirement will main event revolution, but Sting fucking retiring in a world title match too. That'd be beautiful. But. They've headlined before with, um, the has a pay-per-view headlined before with the tag titles in AEW? I don't I, think so. I know the... I don't think so, yeah. Yeah, I don't think so at all. Um, but, yeah. Um, I'm looking, and... No, that there's been a main event tag match, but it was before the tag titles were a thing. Stadium Stampede, World Title. Most of it's been World Titles. Like, men's world title. And there's been times where the world title shouldn't have main evented, but it did. Like, um, that revolution where it was Hangman Page and Adam Cole, that shouldn't have fucking main evented over Punk and MJF in a dog collar match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, Sting final match in uh, across. I can't even remember the arena. Greensburg Coliseum, wasn't it? Yeah. So, what's the historical significance with um, the Greensboro Coliseum in North Carolina? That that did some starcades. I think that was a hot spot for WCW back in the day. Ah, fair enough. So it's like a stronghold for for WCW. That was fucking Horseman Country. (laughs) Uh, I'll just have a quick look on here if they say anything major in terms of pro wrestling, because sometimes some of the sports say, like, if there's uh, big wrestling events held there. Yeah. Mm, No, it doesn't appear to list any oh well uh 90s but yeah it'll be interesting to see what pomp and circumstance we do get for a a sting retirement yeah Uh, i want him to come out and fucking surface sting tights i'm not saying he has to dye his hair blonde yeah but chuck some color on sting do you think we get jim ross on the call yeah, 100%. We get Jim Ross, we get Tony Schiavone, we get Ric Flair in, outside somewhere doing something. We get all the bells and whistles. We probably get, like, fucking Lex Luger front row. Yeah. Ah, uh, man. I don't know. It'll be interesting to we see We get DDP happens. in the crowd. We get fucking... We get them all. Get, um, get, just get a lineup of former WCW world champs in there. You know who I really want to see front and center? Who? David Arquette. Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, I know one person who won't be invited. Who's that? Vince Russo, former WCW world champ. Oh, man. Um, I, I would like to say, like, yeah, just a whole fucking thing. Um I would like to say all night, like in between matches, just certain people putting up testimonials, like little fucking backstage things like, oh, this is what Sting meant to me. I like the poster this year. It's just like a downtown and it's got like heaps of different clips in the background of all different Sting careers. Joker Sting, front and center. Yeah, fuck yeah. There's some fucking WCW photos in there. Yeah, I I hope um they can do something with uh, TNA to get some footage of Sting to sprinkle throughout the night, like classic Sting memories. Yeah, I'd like to see fucking Dixie Carter there. Yeah, yeah, that'd be true. I'd, like right. to, I'd yeah. Um, if they're not going to have Man Called Sting, bring. Do Seek and Destroy by Metallica again, and I'll be happy. What's your third choice for a Sting theme, then? Is it the TNA theme? Fuck, that actually fucking rule. <laughs> that actually fucking blow my fucking socks off if he came out to that. So we've uh, got, what, about six weeks? Should Sting be coming? Do a medley. Should Sting be, like, doing different promos backstage in different versions of Sting face paint? Fucking oath he should. (laughs) Um, I think, like, uh, before his entrance, they'll do, like, a vignette thing of him in all the different gimmicks. 
Yeah. I've actually got somewhere. I should invite you on stream one night around March, maybe, or even before that, and we can go through the career of Sting and rank where each, each we, uh, persona of Sting ranks. We can talk about um, how Sting is my boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, fuck. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, shit. Um, so the other... Just to touch back on the rumble, though. Yeah. The other thing is, what if MJF isn't injured? And the whole fucking bidding war of 2024 has actually already happened. <laughs> and they've just kept it under wraps. That their champs left and is going to show up in the rumble? Fuck. Oh. If... <laughs> If AEW wasn't on Struggle Street before that happened, they certainly would be if that happens. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. And as much of a fucking megastar as MJF is, they don't need him right now. Well, they don't need him, but they need him so AEW doesn't have him. Yeah. But that fucking mindset... Is what fucking people hated about TNA back in the day. <laughs> and WWE during the NXT Europe phase of sign absolutely everyone and kill the indies. And then yep. AEW for a while there of sign everyone. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, the Rumble is going to be interesting. If, if there's no fucking... I think if Dwayne's winning which is very possible, there's not going to be many surprises because Dwayne should be the surprise, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think you limit the surprises if that happens. Um, if, if by the time we hit 20 and we've seen a few surprises, Dwayne's probably not showing up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um. I also think the best thing they can do for this rumble is just go straight out of the gates. Cody one, Punk two. One, just turn them into the Iron Men of the rumble. Yeah, I mean we know that both of the, we know Cody can do it, can go all the way. Uh, Cody is fit, is in fight and shape, and we've seen with Punk in the past couple of years. Is fit. He can handle it. I wouldn't be opposed to just them doing... Coast to coast. Them doing coast to coast. Um, also, I wouldn't be... A, they haven't announced a Seth match for the Rumble, have they? No. No Seth match. No women's defences. Mm. Just the, the US title. The undisputed title and the two Rumble matches, and it's next week. But we do have SmackDown tomorrow as we're taping this. Mm, that's interesting, too. Um, we need to do something with those fucking tag belts, too, by the way. Which version? <laughs> the one that's dead or the one that's not dead? Ah, oh, the fucking men's tag belts. I, need to... <laughs> <laughs> I like how you pause for a moment there to go, wait, which division's dead? Yeah, yeah, because they're both fucking... 
one's dying, the other one's dead. <laughs> uh, Let's be real. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I mean, I'm excited for the Rumble. Always am. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I've sort of hit my time limit for the day. Yes, indeed. Uh, so where can the good humans find you and also the uh, Wrestling All-Star match? Well, you can... Uh, fuck me, where did we find the match? I'll leave that to you. <laughs> yes, shop was. Uh, it's one of the links in the comments. Yeah, shop was. <laughs> there we go. Find the merch at shop was. Buy our merch. Uh, give Chris some money. <laughs> That's cool. And also get some <laughs> get some cool merch. And um, if we get enough money, I can send Alex a beer. <laughs> yay! <laughs> um, and then you can find me on all social media at Fruity as Alex. You can find us at Wrestle Oz Style on X and Instagram. Search us up on Facebook, Wrestling Oz Style, and you can find Chris at at I'm Chris Funder, or come watch me game again in February on Twitch at Chris Funder. You can go back and listen to the entire Wrestling All-Star Archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, also using the RSS feed for iTunes, and you can go watch occasional content on YouTube. Nothing left to say but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. You and your baiting, you cunt. <laughs> yes, I'm a master at baiting. Hey! <laughs> uh. <laughs>